Yeah. Yeah. You got a kind of meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Booked out because I just had a complaint from the building manager. It shouldn't be drinking. It shouldn't be drinking. It shouldn't be drinking. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of this. Of what? Health. Health. I'm sick of health. Sick of health. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Once again to Sick of Health, the podcast, I'm Joe Dixon and I'm fortunate to have with me Dr. David Wright. Hello, it's good to be back. And Rob Littlewood. My Joe Wicked Dixon. <laughs> Thanks mate. And this is, I think, the uh, fourth time we'll be coming to your ears and the first time having released some content. So we now actually have an audience, the size of which I won't comment on. <laughs> but we, we have an audience. People have listened. It's growing. It's growing. Yeah, it is. It is. People have listened. People have fed back. People have followed us on Twitter. Um, it's exciting and interesting stuff. Yeah. And I think, first and foremost, before we get into any of the science, which we know you love. Um, That's what we're here for. Exactly. I think we'll reflect a little bit on some of the feedback. And one of the first things was kind of the dynamic between the three of us which people seem to really like but what we wanted to clarify was that uh, not roles but obviously i'm doing whatever david's the doctor the expert (laughs) and then rob here who as we've commented on before the fan favorite rob um he he's kind of your representative on this podcast he's we we don't tell him the topic beforehand so he's, he's coming in blind. He's yeah, coming in blind. No idea. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that if he was listening to the topic, what questions would he ask? The idea is that he'll ask the questions you're thinking as you listen. Yeah. So pressure on his shoulders. He's the representative. But because of that, he's the people's man. He is. <laughs> the man of the. <laughs> I don't know, Robert, you, are you happy yeah. with that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's, uh, yeah, kind of summarizes it nicely, doesn't it? Yeah, hopefully, because yeah. that's your role. You're stuck with it. Yeah, I'm sorry. stuck with it. Carl Pilkington. I mean, yeah. it'll take a few years to get you up to the scientific expert bit. So. <laughs> yeah. Series two, maybe. Anyway, so the, the <laughs> switcheroo. <laughs> the um, that would be interesting. The point, the point I wanted to make was, as now that we now uh, now that we have an audience, we want to involve them as much as we can, right? Mm, definitely. So, if based on any of the podcast you've listened to or listening to this one, any of the topics we've discussed. If you have any questions, we want to hear them. If you've got any suggestions, we want to hear them. And Rob's your voice. Yeah, so, ask away. And I don't know if it's on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, at Sick of Health. Mm. Big S, big O, big H. Send them in. We're, we're yeah. ready and waiting. And I'll, re- I'll relay those, and then I won't tell these guys... <laughs> What the questions are ahead Turn of time. The so they, yeah, to the table. And that'll be turns. a real test of our expert in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Joe, Joe's getting over murder here, isn't he? Palms are sweating already. I literally do. I just sit no, in the corner. Joe, Joe described his role as I do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fair assumption. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Get us in the room together. That's what I do. So, that kind of uh, housekeeping, we'll call it aside, I think we should press on. Mm. And, as we said, Rob doesn't know what we're about to talk about. No. Um, so the topic this week, and interestingly this time round, we've kind of last minute changed what we were going to talk about. We had a plan, and we mm-hmm. researched stuff, 
and then a story came up this week which is a wicked story and it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> sorry part of the feedback was that I say wicked too much so I think that was the, we need a little bell every time <laughs> the yeah. lols there it's a really good story um, and it's something that we've been meaning to talk about for a long time we've kind of been waiting for a story like this to come up and now it has and it's it's brilliant it's essentially a topic we wanted to cover but we're waiting for the right story and uh, one came up at the beginning of this week and it's essentially the story, it's come out of China um, and this Chinese scientist has used a technology called CRISPR to basically, he's taken, a, during the IVF, IVF treatment, so for pregnancy, mm-hmm. he's, at the point they take the embryos out to fertilise the egg, he's also used CRISPR to genetically modify the embryo and what he's used it to do is essentially modify it so that it can't uh, be inf- in- the embryo can't be infected with HIV and subsequently the child right, right. so it's changed its genetic makeup yeah and this is this has been kind of called the Chinese CRISPR twins okay which is it's a really important point because embryos have been modified with CRISPR before but they've never been put back into the mother uh, and subsequently been born. Um, but in this instance, obviously that has happened, and there are now baby twins named Lulu and Nana uh, as a result of this with that genetic modification. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this in the news at all. I, I haven't actually, no. Which is interesting because I don't think a lot of people will. No. And it's in terms of uh, scientific milestones across history, Yeah. it's a pretty big one. It's up there. It's definitely potentially up there. We'll go into more detail after about why it I guess, might not be. I guess. What was the name of that sheet we got genetically modified? <laughs> yeah, we, you, obviously, judging by the smile on your face, is that it's, that's going to come up. The only reason no, is, we spoke about this before. Dolly the sheep. Yeah, Dolly. Yeah. But that was all over the media. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm quite surprised that I haven't seen this. I agree. For me, this should have reader. more coverage. This should have at least the same, if not more, coverage than Dolly the sheep. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. Well, Dolly the sheep was a genetic clone of a sheep, and that was huge news. That mm. was kind of a massive advancement in genetics. And this is even more so. I mean, the the practical applications that this CRISPR technology has mm. are incredible. But we should kind of reel it back a little bit, because yeah, I'm sure yeah. CRISPR doesn't mean anything to you, No, does it doesn't, it? no. So, yeah, so we're talking about genetics here. Okay. So start from the very basics genes are the instructions to the human body so if you're going to make an ikea sofa you crack out the instructions the dna nice analogy is the instructions the sofa is your body or the proteins that are made from it I so love it's IKEA. Kind of, yeah exactly who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't i'm swedish meatballs <laughs> we all have dna too so this <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's class. That sounded awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I rate that. Okay, so yeah, DNA codes everything. So CRISPR is a technology used to edit the DNA. So it's initially from is how bacteria defend. One of the ways bacteria defend against viruses. So if a virus infects them, they kind of can create a memory of their DNA, and then so they kind of replicate some of that DNA. And using an enzyme, they can then destroy it. So this technology uses those basic principles. So it has a kind of 
homing in part to mm. it, and then another part that kind of cleaves the DNA. So the CRISPR technology is those two put together. So it's quite often called CRISPR-Cas9. And Cas9 is the enzyme that kind of breaks up the DNA. That's essentially what it is. So it's a way of locating an exact point in someone's instruction manual. And then the enzyme gives you the chance to do whatever you want to it. So you can add in some new information, take out some information, or do whatever you want. So I've got two immediate questions. Great. Yeah. Do either of you know what DNA stands for? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Well, it's the <laughs> you know? most scientific thing I know. Yeah, I was in a play once called Deoxyribo. Oh, yeah. Deoxyribonucleic really? acid. I could oh. literally see the artwork for that yeah, play. It's weird, isn't it? Ed Ludlow standing. Stood in the forest, me and Ian, yeah. Um, uh, and second one was so, are they, targ- are they investigating the embryos that are currently in fertilization and they are able to tell? if this one has a certain infection, I suppose based on the parents, and they can target a certain part of the gene, knowing full well that's where the HIV will be, or is it magnetised yeah. to... Yeah, so that's a great question. Okay. So the the embryos themselves, and this is part of the controversy, they don't actually have HIV. So it was on a clinical trial where the dad had HIV, but there wasn't actually any risk of the dad passing it on. So, um, but going to the second point of the question, mm. it does get targeted exactly. So they did have a theory in it. So you need this particular gene, which is called CCR5, and that is one of the key things that helps HIV infect a new cell. Mm. So they were going in specifically and disrupting that gene so you would no longer be able to get an HIV infection. So that was the point behind the experiment. But part of the controversy was that they didn't actually have HIV, so there was no need to have this. So it's just kind of protecting them against a future infection. And with this one, it's the the whole idea, because I guess the, the the key thing with CRISPR and why it's been this mad revolution, it first kind of came to the fore in 2012. And there's before that, there'd been ideas of genetic, genetically enhancement, or mm. you mentioned the clone one. But what's different here is that you can very accurately and specifically change so DNA is made up of your four letters, mm-hmm. A, T, G, C. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and you can extremely accurately change one of those for something else, which uh, if you think at how small a level that's on, it's, it's yeah. utterly mental. Yeah. Um, and the idea here is that you're doing that. So, the, I mean, IVF technology itself is pretty cool in that you take out an egg cell, you take out a sperm cell, you put them together outside of the body, fertilize each other and put them back in. Mm-hmm. You're now adding a third layer to that in the sense of once fertilized and our embryos formed, you put in this Cas9 CRISPR thing with the instructions that swaps out that one letter for a different letter and subsequently the channel that HIV would infect a cell no longer exists. Okay. Is it as strong as no longer exists? No, it's, there are other ways it can go in. It's the main gateway. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there okay. is other ways, but yeah, it kind of confers good resistance. And does it loosely guarantee resistance against HIV as a growing human being? Yes, yeah, not 100%. There are other ways to yeah. do it, but it more or less is the most common way HIV would And this is one cell. of the key things with one CRISPR and two doing it 
this is kind of why there's so much controversy doing it at this stage, in the sense of if you're modifying the embryo, any modification you make at that stage will kind of go throughout the whole of their body. And the fact that it's germ cells at that level, so, I mean, the, the growth of a baby is a very complicated thing, but you start with the start of one type of cell and it mm. differentiates into all your skin cells, organ cells, all that kind of thing, but the germ cells at the beginning, right? Yeah. And if that cell has the mutation, it means that when that grown-up baby conceives and has children, it will carry the mutation through. And this is the point where you're looking at affecting evolution. Yeah. Because you're carrying the mutation so through generations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge line to cross in this thing. Yeah. Like Donny, Dolly the sheep and there's been some other genetic mutations done in the past and gene editing, but none of it has been done on these type of cells before that can pass on to another generation. Quite terrifying. Yeah. Honestly terrifying. And I think the reaction of the scientific community shows that yeah. because one, I mean, we've touched on the fact that it, this wasn't necessarily in mainstream news, which I think is baffling. But within the scientific community, the reaction, and specifically I was following it on Twitter, people are kicking off. There's mm. outrage. Like really? all sorts. Like I think we've got some of the some of the stuff here. This bloke says, this one makes me laugh because this makes me think of that rugby video. But he's like, I can't speak. So angry at all of this. Hashtag irresponsible. Hashtag research. Knocked hashtag Brexit from the top of my life angers. There is capital letters. So much wrong with this. Hashtag CRISPR babies was one of them. And then <laughs> that's the hashtag going around. Honestly, have a look at it because there's all sorts. Oh, there. the rugby video was like that. That was bloody diabolical. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the one I was thinking of. I can't speak. Yeah. Um, and then this there's a bloke called Eric Topol. He's kind of a I mean, he's a big name in it, and he's like, he wrote this New York Times article. He was like, I've never, he tweeted saying, I've never written anything with the words condemned, reckless, and unethical in it, but they're all warranted here. The overall reaction has been strong, mm. um, but the reason they're all kicking off is first and foremost, the idea of CRISPR, as we said, has been around since 2012. Um, and as it's progressed, people have realized that the impact this could have long term if we're not careful with it so kind of there's been a global agreement i mean in the us uk it's banned anyway doing what this guy's done okay but there's been a global agreement that we're not ready to do this to humans we don't know the consequences they don't know the long-term consequences yeah, the technology's just not there yet there's a thing called so we're saying how accurate it is but you're just changing one letter there's a thing called uh, off-target. Yeah, there's not necessarily one letter. So you can change whole chunks of genes. But yeah, so you can, so there's two potential issues when you, so a lot of these have been tested in animals and obviously the genetic makeup of animals is quite different to humans. And if you change CCR5, the one they did here, you can have effects that you don't anticipate. So you, you want the knockdown of CCR5 to stop HIV coming through but when you do that you can also have other effects so you become more susceptible to other viruses oh right like the uh, there's a lot of talk about them being more susceptible now to West Niles virus and some other viruses too and they just don't know what that's going to be until you're mm. in a fully fledged human with a properly working immune system and the point and the point that we raised earlier you're risk you're increasing risks of these other things 
but you could arguably say that this is worth doing if you can stop a, a disease occurring in a child. But the point a lot of people were making, which David raised, is that if you're infected, it's very easily treatable. Why has he pushed these ethical boundaries to do something that we can do anyway? What's the point? Yeah. And that's really angered a lot of people. Is is the question, that I, is, is what he's achieved transferable to so many different aspects? So, like, for animals, I imagine that, you know, obviously they wouldn't try and defend against HIV they would probably go first and foremost like foot and mouth disease for cows things like mm. that um, but you know say uh, your family has hereditary heart disease exactly so this yeah. is transferable to that kind of thing yeah okay so yeah this is that's exactly the route the scientific community are going down of these kind of genetic mutation diseases like some heart diseases mm. and uh, loads of blood diseases and there's lots of examples and this CRISPR technology could cure a lot of these so it could mm. be very translatable and absolutely groundbreaking but it's just not ready yet so no. the, the controversy with this is that he's done it before there's all the safe checks ready so you don't know so Joe starts talking about off target effects so although CRISPR is much better you can kind of target for the one gene pretty well it's not 100% so you can still have a few effects away from the gene you're intending mm. and you have no idea what these effects might be yeah. and there's also some reports early on thinking that the genes that you do target could lead you to have an increased risk of cancer or things like that mm. and again you don't know until you have longer term studies and and people developing into humans so it's it is a fantastic technology that has a lot of potential for all these diseases that you were saying but it's just Cause it's risky because you've hit the nail on the head essentially and he's in his eyes and you watch one of the other things is the way he broke this story okay so in the scientific community it's very much done in a certain way in terms of mm -hmm. you'll present data at a scientific congress or you'll present your data in a peer-reviewed scientific journal. This guy, for one of the most groundbreaking things, you know, this century, whatever you want to say, mm. he filmed himself and put a video on YouTube was the way he released it. I mean, I wouldn't believe it if I saw it like that. This was one of the first things. The Twitter yeah. storm after that video came out was, it can't be true, it's not true, I don't believe it, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it is true, and we'll get to that. I guess the other thing was that you touched on the point about agriculture and other diseases, mm -hmm. and that's the kind of potential of CRISPR that people are looking at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can improve crop yield and all kinds of things like that. So we've got global warming is a massive issue. And with CRISPR, the your kind of your imagination is almost as far as it can take you. You are yeah. literally getting a tool to work with any living organism to do what you like. So you can so if the world gets warmer, you can start trying to adapt the programming of different crops to tolerate warmer climates or uh, produce fruits at different times and or if you kind of different diseases start shifting into different locations, you can edit people's genomes to deal with them. So it's incredible the actual potential. It's a giant giant moral question though, because like if you do those kind of things, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Exactly. Like harvests makes sense, but then certain infections, like if you start defending against things like HIV or 
you know, substituting this in for, say, like, antibiotic um, purposes, which I know, obviously, is an ongoing debate, um, then surely, and this is, this probably sounds really simple, but it's encouraging opportunity for, like, you know, super diseases to take hold because we just keep holding off these things in such strange ways. I know that's what's that's what I'm thinking about, and and then there's modification as well, like physical modification. And it's yeah. There's have you seen the picture of the horse? They they I, again, I'm surprised it didn't it didn't do the rounds more. But um, and I'm I'm really not surprised to hear that this CRISPR technology was developed in China because I think that the genetic the physical modification that I'm talking about with this horse was also somewhere similar where people just have so much money to throw at, you know, they want their horses to look a certain way. And this this thing has come out and it just looks yeah, horrendous. Yeah, really. And they can't breathe properly because they that. wanted its no. face to be, like, perfect. And it's it's really quite cruel. What's... But with, CRISPR wasn't developed in China. Oh, it's, is it not? No. So it's, Sorry. this is just where it's been used and they potentially stepped over the line. Right. So there's actually a little bit of controversy <laughs> about who developed it too. It was yeah, done in true. two different labs at the same time and... There's a massive ongoing legal debate, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. Okay, all right. What was interesting for me is the whole... So I haven't seen anyone... Normally on Twitter, you get people saying the other side of the story, yeah, of right? Yeah, of course, yeah. I haven't seen anyone be no like... Balance. I Yeah, I haven't seen anyone be like... Good idea. <laughs> not necessarily, I think good idea would be strong, but going, okay, we all knew this was going to happen at some point. He's progressing science. I've heard there was someone, so I saw an interview with um, the, one of the founders of CRISPR, and she said, this is going to happen. A year ago, she said, I'm dreading the day in which I wake up and have an email or receive a phone call, and I've heard someone's edited an embryo, and then it happened. Like, it's now happened. Just because, yeah, it's not there, the technology. So we, we have no idea what's going to happen to these yeah. kids. They could be getting... Anything could happen to them, and then whatever happens to them could be passed on to their kids if they're. It does sound a bit naive on the father's part, doesn't it? Because he's like really grateful for this and that, but we don't know about its effectiveness until the kid grows up and lives a healthy life. Well, a big point about a lot of people's arguments was how much did you educate the parents? Yeah. How much did they understand about what they were entering? Because the whole consent form thing Paid was. Well, well, they didn't pay them anything. Oh, that's criminal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, the whole, the consent form thing was that they used the word HIV vaccine, didn't yeah. they? Which is not true. Vastly, no, it's not a vaccine. But yeah, I mean, that's rogue. But I think, I think, I think at this point we should move on into this broader discussion. Yeah. One about the topic you mentioned earlier about China. Mm. and their role because for me that's a weird one and two just broader and so on the china thing i've been reading a few things and looking at a few things and obviously they've taken this technology and they're now the front runners with it 2015 they were the first ones to do it in embryos didn't Mm -hmm. fertilize the embryos but to do it in embryos they're now the first ones to do it and they're running with it ahead of what the ethics say Science versus ethics, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you look at what they're doing in other areas. So, with te- in terms of technology, like with AI, in terms of what they're doing with social, con- how they're using AI for social control, they've got like, um, uh, I think it's like a million people in these detention camps or something that they've, I don't know what, what reason you get put in there. And they take their DNA, they take photos from all angles so that they can 
survey them throughout society. Mm. And then we know China in general anyway, the rules they impose on their people, and it's not the most... Demo- I, I mean, in terms <laughs> globally, it's probably the least yeah. one of the least democratic yeah. societies in the world. So if you think... First one, at least, yeah. So, I mean, for me, you have to question if one of the least democratic societies in the world has the power to shape evolution, which is what we're talking about. Yeah, because they're also one of the biggest populations. Yeah, and in terms of... And therefore economy. And one thing you could say, like, my mind went back to the childbirth thing in China, right? And they were like, they were trying to limit it, weren't they? And they were like, you can only have one child policy. policy. Single child policy. Yeah. What if they introduce a CRISPR policy and they're like, your child can only have your child, when your child's born, you have to get rid of this trait or you have to give them this trait. Yeah. Well, I, I that mean, seems that's, perfectly that's, plausible. I think that's perfectly plausible as well, considering that to them, even still, boys are much better than girls. Like, I don't find it hard to believe that they could adopt a similar, you know, rule of thumb where they're like, we would prefer someone to have this trait or not to have this trait. Mm. Or that- giving quotas to different segregations in society saying that you have to do this whereas you are yeah. allowed slightly higher traits or yeah, whatever yeah. that you yeah. get into the possibilities are nuts in that sense mm. um and then the other thing because this guy kind of goes into the whole uh, designer babies conversation yeah. yeah which when you think about it china rogue i don't know whatever they're gonna do scary but then you think about I mean, none of us are parents, I don't think, anyway. <laughs> and so we don't necessarily know the motives, but uh, I was listening to people talk about it, and they're like, look, in this day and age, parents will do anything to give their child an edge in the world. And at, that, at this yeah. point, that mm-hmm. means paying for the best school, paying for tutoring, <clears throat> paying yeah. for whatever. But another point with this is that the CRISPR technology is cheap. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, in the order of 20 to to $100, we're talking 60, 70 pounds, you can order the kit. Yeah, it's insane how cheap it is. Obviously, you need other stuff, but they were talking about saying, so another idea they introduced was CRISPR tourism. Okay, Okay. so if this is still banned in US, UK, whatever, but it's in China. Yeah. People pay $20,000 a year for their kids to go to a good school. They pay mm. however much for tuition. You could go to China, pay $2,000 for a CRISPR treatment and give your child Whatever the you edge. Want. I'm amazed it's it's so affordable because to me it sounds like a, a rich person's luxury. You know, my baby's better than yours. I want my baby to look like this. Um, I want my, my babies to have these traits. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just the price for doing it, so just transfecting a few different cells. So I'm sure if you kind of scaled it up into a whole designer baby business, the fees would go up quite a lot. It'd get more expensive, but it's still, the base of it is not expensive. And so the markup, whatever it's going to be, but people were saying like $2,000 would be the designer baby price in China, which in the grand scheme of things is nothing. And... I don't know. If you said to yourself now, it's hard for us, put yourself in the position. If you had a kid and you had the opportunity, because let's not even think designer babies. If you had the opportunity yeah. to say, yeah. okay, I'm having a child. I I can choose for it not to be born with any disability or diseases. Yeah. So I get migraines quite a lot. So if I could say <laughs> that I wouldn't pass on migraines to any kids, okay. I would take that in a heartbeat. Like, 
we we talk about ethics and morality, but when it comes to your own kids, I would say yes, hundred percent. If it's in this context, definitely like to make their life easier to reduce suffering, that kind of thing for sure. But that's yeah. what he's done. That's his rationale. Mm. But it's not there. I mean, that's the whole thing. That it's just he's jumped the gun massively. I don't think the step. I, as well. I don't think the step yeah. is that big for a lot of parents to go from that to I want them to have blue eyes. I want them to have this. Yeah. So I that's don't think it's that big. that's no. my, where my question mark lies. Okay. I feel like we've 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 toiled it's and conversed yeah. on the. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go, David. What's your what's your thoughts now? Having had the conversation. So my thoughts are that CRISPR shouldn't be tainted with the whole designer baby conversation. So I think that all this is very very interesting and it's incredibly controversial. And I think what he did was completely wrong because he's potentially going to taint in the public's eye something that's completely game changing. And this could help eradicate lots of diseases. It could help us make better crops um, and improve against famine. It could help with animal welfare for lots of different reasons. It can eradicate diseases, but it just needs time. It needs public conversation about it. Mm. So I've got a lot of love for CRISPR, not a lot of love for this guy. It needs regulation, though, as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I agree. I would say... I don't want I don't want people to become scared of it because the power for it to do good is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't stress compared to anything that's happened in my lifetime medically, it's unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, this is once in a lifetime change in technology. Mm. So I don't want people to be scared of it, but equally with with great power comes great. <laughs> but it's true in this sense, in that okay, uh, when you look at a nation like China or how cheap and affordable it is people can do a lot of wrong with it as well yeah so don't be scared of it but let's be sensible I, it's a wishy-washy conclusion for me but yeah learn about it just keep an eye out for it I think that's the main thing any final thoughts Rob? yeah I, I, I mean I agree with that for sure I just it feels a bit premature for them to for it to be legal anywhere because it feels like there is by no means a full comprehension of of how it works and I, I do agree with your point that um, people are jumping the gun a bit or like dr- jumping to conclusions a bit early because I think it's in human nature to fear mon- fear mongering yeah. so we watch films where like the rich can afford to do all these things and uh, cure all these ailments and live forever etc etc um, I think subconsciously maybe we're slightly prone to thinking that someone can adjust their DNA that means that all diseases that we suffer from are no longer in question and yeah, yeah. or problematic, etc. Yeah, that's very And true. then, you know, I see articles like people physically changing how horses' faces look. <laughs> and I think subconsciously <laughs> you're like, oh, it is, it's funny, I'll show it to you now, <laughs> poor thing. Um, uh, and then you start thinking, like, oh, we're going to be walking around like plastic humans in yeah. two generations' time or even less. Right. But but I think I think the, both of you make a valid point in that let's just ground ourselves slightly here and and if you know if you're a parent and you've got a baby on the way and, and the doctor says to you you know this this child is going to live with a severe disability yeah but we can do something about it then yeah I th- I, th- I think as long as it's safe and and we know exactly how how it operates it's, it's worth considering so you've got to 
um, be logical and balanced, don't you? Mm-hmm. Let's let's leave the uh, power back with the listeners as we started. And to the listeners, would you, let's say, ten years time, if you were in a position of having a baby, would you be comfortable with deciding on the let's say basic traits of that child? As a question, mm. do you think that's too much power? Or would you be comfortable with doing that? Yeah, yeah. Like aesthetic traits or just disease susceptibilities and risk factors. Like where do you draw the line? Nice. Big question. Yeah. Huge question. But our listeners are capable, more capable <laughs> than us probably, to be honest. Yeah. But that's it. That's the the Chinese CRISPR twins. The big news this week. And if you haven't seen it on mainstream news, give it a quick Google because it's honestly worth a read. It's the biggest finding of our generation. If you ask me. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks very much. That was sick of elf. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Cheerio. We'll speak to you next time. (laughs) Sick, so sick, so sick of hell.